Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. I want to talk to us this morning about missions. Missions. Now, before different ones here turn off, because I know some of us here, if you've been in church long enough, uh, you can get bored or you can tune out uh, when the pastor or when the speaker mentions certain topics. Missions for some, uh, evangelism for others, money for others. Uh, but this morning, I want you to tune in uh, because missions is so important. For the month of August, um, our church globally uh, will be looking at and learning and talking about the topic of missions. And uh, this is so important, you know. Uh, missions is really about sharing the good news. Sharing the good news that, that, that Jesus loves everyone. Sharing the good news that He died for all of our sins. Sharing the good news that there is hope in Jesus. You know, this whole year, we have been meditating uh, on the theme, Heaven Rules, which is derived from Daniel chapter 4. Uh, and, 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 and missions in tying into that is really telling people that, hey, friends, hello, neighbours, Heaven Rules. Amen? God, there is a heaven and it's ruling and reigning and there's a God and He loves you dearly and madly. And this is so important because in the world that we live in today, you know, there are so many things that are ruling over our lives, ruling over our emotions. And God has given us the antidote to what the world desperately needs. And, and so whenever we talk about missions, I don't want us to tune out. I want us to, to, to say, Holy Spirit, convict me. You know, if I'm ever afraid of this word, God, today set me free. Because I want to be used by you to tell people that heaven Heaven rules. Their suicidal thoughts don't rule over them. Heaven rules. That rejection doesn't rule over them. Heaven rules. That death doesn't rule over them. Heaven rules. Amen. You know that 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 I don't know that 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 abuse in their past does not rule. Does not have power over them. Heaven does. And and, and unless we tell people, people will not know. And there are so many people who need to know the good news that we take for granted. Need to know that. that that, 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 that the, 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 the rough week that they had last week does not have the final say over their lives. And so when we talk about missions, and it, it is so important, but, but oftentimes when we talk about missions, immediately our fleshly nature, and I'm preaching from my own experience, our fleshly nature immediately wants to come up with excuses. You know? And one of the, there are a lot of excuses, but at least three I want to tackle today. And these three will also form the three points that we'll be meditating on today uh, through the Word of God. And, and, and in my conversations, even in my own wrestling in my past, um, there's, there's always these three thoughts that immediately come up. Missions, ah, you know, it, it, it's, you know, excuse number one, ping, it's not my style. It's not my style. It's not me. It's not me. It's not my gifting. We use all very clever words to, to, to come up with excuses. Oh, I'm not built this way. I'm not wired this way. It's not my gifting. It's not my calling, etc., etc., etc. Another thing that we often will say, oh, yeah, I know missions is good, but I'm scared. I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm timid, I'm scared, it's not me, I'm an introvert, I'm a, and then you begin to name your Myers-Briggs, you know, combination, you begin to, to, to tell people of your Enneagram, you know, no, 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 excuses. 
The other thing that we talk about is, oh, oh, yeah, missions is good, but you know what? I'm not skilled. I'm not skilled. I don't have the training. I don't have the Bible knowledge. I don't have the skills. I don't have the talent. I don't have it. So, so, so let somebody else who's more skilled do that, you know? And then we, again, make up all sorts of excuses on, on why, you know, it's, 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 you know, our excuses are justifiable. But, but this morning, I want to tackle all of them. And the first one I want to tackle is, it's not my style. It's not me. You know, I prefer to be, you know, very quiet about my faith. It's not my style to, to go and tell people. No, 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 don't get me wrong. You know, is missions a calling? Certain type of missions are. You know, cross-cultural missions are. God will call specific people. You know, and when God, God calls you, you know, you, you can't shake it off. And, and, and you just have this gumption within you to obey God. And we are blessed throughout history, you know, of different men and women called by God to do cross-cultural missions, to bring the gospel into China, to bring the gospel into Southeast Asia, to bring the gospel to Africa, to bring the gospel, you know, to, to the ends of the earth, you know. And, and some people are called. But do you also know that, no, that's a specific calling by all of us. In a God way, we are also called to missions. And this is something that we need to, you know, come into alignment with God. Because truly, at the end of the day, it's not our style, it's about Jesus. It's not about, you know, what we like, what we don't like. It's about us reflecting the King that we serve. It's about us being sons and daughters of the Most High God. And guess what? Sons and daughters look like their parents, have the traits of their parents. So if you have some traits in your life that you can't control, blame your parents. You know, I'm just joking. You know, we have traits. You know, if you go, I don't like my eyes. Why are my eyes so small? Your parents. You know, oh, why, why, why am I, I don't know, uh, uh, allergic to certain things? Maybe your family tree. You know, why? I mean, those are negative you know, uh, 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 inheritance, but I want us to know that in the Holy Spirit, we have a good inheritance in God. And this is something that all of us need to be reminded by because especially for us, and I'm talking to a room full, and including camera, to a, to a room full of people um, that are currently living in the West. And we're here for two reasons. You're either here to study, and you can say that, oh, I'm only here temporarily. Or you're here because you believe, even though you might not say it, but you believe that you made it. You won't say it, but your family might say, oh, my son, he made it. He's living in London, working in Bristol, you know, you know making a career in Edinburgh. You know, and, whatever. And, and, and sometimes when we're here, we, we have these two excuses, not my style, not only that, you know, you know, it's, it's, you know the, the, the culture here is so different. And I'm only here temporarily. But, but friends, I want you to know that that is not a good excuse. In fact, God knows that is part of our human nature. And He preempts us thousands of years ago in His Word. Let's turn to Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 10 to 14. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 10 to 14. You know, God was delivering this sermon to His people through Moses. And uh, they had come out of the land of Egypt. And, uh, and, and, and Moses was trying to tell them, Hey, people, though once you've lived the good life, some of us here, you're working, you just got a job, praise the Lord. 
You feel like you're starting to live the good life. You know, your, your, your internship right now is going really well. You're feeling like you're starting to live the good life. And sometimes in living the good life, in enjoying the pleasures of, of our current existence, it is very easy for us to forget God, and not only forget God, forget the mission of God. And, 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 and this is where uh, uh, God warns His people, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 10 to 14. Uh, if you have your Bible, can, can I hear an Amen. Oh, no worries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry. XTV says this, they missed the verse, but don't worry. Uh, uh, we can turn to our actual Bible. So, let's read Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 10 to 14. I'll read it out for you. It says this, When you have eaten and are full, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which He has given you. So, is it okay to thank God for giving you an opportunity to live and to study and to enjoy life in the UK? Of course. God says, when you're enjoying it, give thanks to Him. But beware, in verse 11, that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping His commandments. How do we forget the Lord? By not keeping His commandments. You see, a lot of times we are, we're, we're living the life and we're chasing the money trail. And then when people say, hey, you know, don't give up your faith. And, you, and you, you tell your pastor, you tell your parents, no, 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 it's okay. I still believe in Jesus. But when it comes to God, it's not just about believing in Him. It's about keeping His commandments. And, and God's command is to, for us to go into the world and to make disciples of all nations. And, 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 and sometimes we, we, we lull ourselves. Oh, I'm only here to study. You know, I'm going to go back again. So for now, I, I'm just going to, you know, do as I please. And God says, don't, don't. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping His commandments, His judgments, and His statutes, which I command you today. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, that's a dream, isn't it, for some of us to afford our own place. And some of us might even be in the process of, 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 of locking that in. And God is saying that, be careful. Because these things, they, they, they can delude you. They, they, they can rob your first love away. You know, when you build beautiful houses and dwell in them. And when your herds and your flocks multiply. You know, when, when you don't have a job, you go like, God, please, please, I need a job. And then when you start having your herds and your flocks multiply, you know, in a corporate, this is a very agricultural society, you know, modern corporate world, I don't know, when there are more and more people under you, when you have more and more clients, when, when, when your good reviews and when your promotions increase and, 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 and are multiplied and your silver and your gold are multiplied, wow, when you start going like, wow, I've gone... Even despite the high taxation, tax code in this country, I have more and more disposable income. I know I can fly here, I can fly there. Oh, wow, Ibiza looks very cheap this weekend. Oh, wow, Paris looks like a fun weekend trip. When your gold, when your silver, when your portfolio, when your investments, when your savings begin to multiply so much that you can spend on yourself lavishly, send money back home, etc. And all that you have is multiplied. When your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. That's the message. People, if you don't forget, you were once slaves set free by God. And, and, and the same with us, we were once sinners set free by God. 
We were once sinners, forgiven by God. And many times for us, the, the, the more our life here, but the more God blesses us with good grades, better connections, suddenly we forget. We forget that actually I'm not here by my own merit. I'm here by the grace of God. And God didn't put me here just so that I can have more money. God put me here so that I can tell people that once I was lost, but now I'm found. And, and that is something that we need to get into our systems. It's not about style. It's about Jesus. Amen? You know, and, and, and speaking of Jesus, let's turn to another scripture. Philippians chapter 2, verse 4 to 11. Philippians 2, 4, 11. When I was a younger Christian, I used to look at the book of Philippians and I thought it was pronounced Philippines. And I thought like, wow, God so loved the people in Philippines. He gave them a specific book. God does love all nations, including the Philippines. Amen. Uh, Philippians chapter 2, verse 4 to 11 says this. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests. We live in a city, we live in a culture where everybody is looking out for their own. How can I grow my own wealth? How can I uh, secure my own property? How can I rise up the ranks? But also, the Bible reminds us, look out also for the interests of others. And let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So if you want to be a Christian, we got to be like this. Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. Pause here, because when I read this in the new, this is a new King James Version, and every other version does not have this word. I, I wrestled the Lord, Lord, should I just use an easier translation? And God says, no, use this one, because the NKJB in trying to keep to the authentic Greek, they, they put in this very troubling word that can be lost in today's translation, but what it means is this, right? Robbery, when you think of robbery, it's a negative thing, right? And, and so, what they're trying to say is this, Jesus, in being God, surrounded by angels in the heavenly realms, He did not see His status as something to grab onto. That's the root word for robbery, to see something you like and grab it. That's why, oh, I've been robbed. Somebody came, saw something they liked on you, grabbed it. And so, they're saying, some translations did not see equality with God, something to be grabs. And modern day, we think grabs is to understand. No, grabs is to grab. And robbery is to grab, snatch, and, and, and to, 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 to hold on to, to desire with selfish and self-centered intent. And, 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 and in case you don't understand this, you watch Lord of the Rings, if you never watch it, I know some of you here were not born when Lord of the Rings came out, but go back, it, it holds up. But there's this character that has been corrupted by this evil thing called the One Ring, called Gollum, Smeagol, whatever you want to call him. And he was holding on to that thing and he kept mumbling to himself, precious. And what the Bible, the Word of God, is trying to tell us that Jesus did not see his status as something for him to hold on to, precious. But he saw it. He said that, yeah, I'm enthroned. But all of my creation is broken. So I'm going to give this up. Some of you are thinking that, you, Pastor, you're asking me, you know, I've, I've made myself into something here. You're, you're asking me to start being a, 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 I don't know, a missional. You're, me, you're asking me to be more outspoken about my faith. Pastor, you don't understand. It's going to rock my status. People are going to unfollow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, whatever platform you're on. And, 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 and Jesus gave it up. Jesus gave it up. And he, he, 
but made himself of no reputation. And that's what we're thinking. Pastor, if I start talking about my faith, I'm going to lose my reputation. What did Jesus do? Made himself of no reputation. Who are you following? Are you following Jesus? Or are you following mammon? Jesus preaches, give it up, make yourself of no reputation, and serve the community. Mammon says, step on other people, procure wealth for yourself, rise up the ranks, and lord over all. Some of us here, we profess to believe in Jesus, but our actions look like somebody who worships money, worships materialism. And God is trying to tell us, no, bring my church, bring my people back to the mission. Oh, sorry, I forgot to tell you, the title of my message today is called Mission Possible. <laughs> mission Possible. Mission Possible. I know that's Mission Impossible, but mission is possible. Amen? It's possible. Healing is possible. Salvation is possible. Missions is possible, even for us living in one of the countries and one of the environments and societies that are hostile towards the gospel. I'm speaking to this land. I'm prophesying over it. Missions is possible. Amen? Amen? God save the king will not just be an anthem. It will be the theme of this nation. Amen? Praise God. And he says this, but made himself no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, coming in the likeness of man, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself even more and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Pastor asked me to, you know, this is career suicide. Death. Death of the cross. Therefore, God also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. A lot of us here, we want to build our own name. And God is saying to you, if you would humble yourself and, and, and put in more effort to build His name. Start giving in to excuses and say, it's not me, it's not my style, it's not me, I'm not, not, not this. And, and begin to humble yourself, you know, reduce your reputation or at least, you know, some, sometimes we care more about our reputation on earth than our reputation in heaven. Have you ever thought of what your reputation in heaven is? Will God look at you from heaven and go like, you know, because you know, you read the book of Job. Job had a fantastic reputation in heaven. God was boasting about Job. My servant Job. None like him. You test him, he ain't going to fail. Well, I wonder what God's reputation for heaven. Will he, will he look at us and go like that? Oh, that's one of my super troopers right there. In the heart of most hostile London. But man, oh, London doesn't know what's about to hit them. Because a storm is coming. Revival is coming. The glory of God is coming. And this is what we need to know. We need to start say that God help me to focus on building up your name. And, and God says this, because Jesus did the same, God elevated the name of Jesus. Do you know that if you build your own name up, a scandal, a bad boss, uh, uh, an economic uncertainty can crush that name. Doesn't matter if you become the most amazing rich property developer, you know, in, 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 in many countries, all it takes is one natural disaster to wipe out the reputation of your name. It's happened again and again and again. But when God exalts your name, nothing can tear it down. Amen? So why don't we do that? Amen? That every knee 
in the name of Jesus should bow of those in heaven or those on earth or those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. How does every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord? How will they know if they do not hear? How will they hear if we do not preach? How will we preach if we do not go? How do we go if we do not say yes to God? So stop saying yes to your own preferences and start saying yes to God. Amen? You know, you know, uh, I didn't arrange this, but last week, you know, Kareem preached and uh, she shared about how, you know, it's, you know, knowing the will of God is one thing, but committing to it. And she shared about how there was an amazing uh, uh, person, I was about to say young person because, you know, my brain is trapped in, in the echoes of time. Um, this amazing, still young person uh, named Yvonne, who when Kareem was a new student uh, studying miles away, kilometers away uh, from... Uh, where church was at that time, uh, would, would drive all the way to fetch and to, to minister to her. And uh, that, that young lady, her, her name is Yvonne. Today, she's one of the pastors in the ex-church in Malaysia. And, uh, you know, a lot of investment. And, and through that, you know, uh, not only was Kareen blessed, uh, but even, you know, a church was eventually planted. And how she, she shared how, you know, that, that location led us to reach out to Botswanian students. And, and as a result, uh, ex-Botswana was planted out of that ministry, out of that initial breaking of the ground. Uh, and, and today, actually, there's uh, not, not Pastor Yvonne, but there's uh, another gentleman here. His name is Elwin. Elwin, what, do you, what Yeah, just raise your hand if you don't understand. That's Elwin, right? Some of you might or might not know this, but ex-London uh, was, was not started by me and Kat. We just inherited it. Uh, but the person who, who really broke the ground was this young man. Today, we know him as Pastor Lazarus. And uh, Lazarus. And Lazarus was, uh, uh, he's not Botswanian, but even though today he pastors ex-Botswana, uh, but he's originally from Zimbabwe. And he was studying in Eli. And, and, and Pastor Nikki's cheering because she's also from Zimbabwe. Amen. Praise God. More nations represented. Amen. And, and, and before, in the same way, as how Yvonne would, would drive to... Uh, 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 connect and minister with Corrine, uh, Elwin would do the same for Lazarus. The only difference was that Elwin didn't have a car at that time. He had a motorbike. So he would bike, you know, you know, biking, you know, and it's cold when you ride a motorbike. And in, when it rains, it, it, it pours when you're on a motorbike. But, but every week he would ride his motorbike all the way to that obscure town and minister, bring Lazarus out. Simple, simple things. What, what, what is missions? What is missions? I'm going to tell you what missions is in a while. Right? But, but I brought him out for one time me. Not Bible study. One time me first. You know, some noodles first. And then Bible study. And then friendship. And then, you know, and, 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 and the thing is like, you know, Elvin wasn't even there for a very long time. He was serving God called him to, you see, missions doesn't have to be permanent. It's just making use of whatever God has placed in front of you. There was a bike in front of Elwin. There was a young life in front of Elwin. Elwin just put two and two together. God, you blessed me this bike. And there's 40 kilometers distance. God, protect me. It's not even a super bike. It's not even a Harley Davidson. He, you know, doesn't even look cool. But he did it for the Lord. And, and, and as a result, not only was there a church eventually planted in Eli, but excellent everything we enjoy today was because there was somebody invested in this young person called Lazarus. 
that revival was forever etched in his heart. And when he came over to the UK, and even though he had one year studying in Middlesex University, he did not count that one year as something for him to enjoy for himself. He made himself of no reputation. He started a church. People were asking him, what are your qualifications? You're too young. He's very tall and, and big built, but he said that in the early days, he said, I refuse. Whenever people ask me how old and I, because there was one person who was coming at that time, constantly every week was trying to suss him out. Like, how old are you? How old are you? How old are you? And it was deep voice, old enough, old enough. But he was younger. He was 21 or something like that. Or it could be even younger than that. And, and, and we, he didn't count that as an excuse. And the Lord used him. And today we stand upon his shoulders. You see, when, when you step out to honour the Lord and to impact one soul, you, you don't know what will come out of it. Churches can come out of it. Decisions can come out of it. Revival can come out of it. Amen? So what is missions? I'm running out of time, but let's go on. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20. Are you okay? Yeah. Alright? Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. If you're in Acts long enough, you hear this repeated time and time and time again by Pastor Kenneth, by many people, and talks about the great commission of Jesus Christ. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. A lot of us, we, we get stuck at baptizing people, teaching them to observe. You know, and we go like, whoa, 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 that's not me. You know, I don't know how to baptize. I don't know how to teach. Uh, blah, 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 blah. But we forget that it's about making disciples. It's first about go. <laughs> and all of us here, we have a place to go. God might not call you to cross-cultural missions. I know Hannah here has gone to Moldova before. But some of us here, God will call you to the very exotic land called Hesbisks. Have you heard of Hesbisks? It's spelled H-S-B-C. <laughs> Just to lighten the, you know? H-S, the, the, the exotic land of Hesbisks. Otherwise known as H-S-B-C. Some of you will be called to, you know, this, this strange upside-down world called Kaboom. KPNG, some of you are getting it, yeah. Right? No, no, you name it. Ascension, you know, a Barclays, a, 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 a Lloyd's, a Boots, a, 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 you know, different law firms, you know. <laughs> Hospitals. We all have a place to go. I love that Jesus says, you know, start in Jerusalem, go, you know, go from Jerusalem to Judea. And I always like to play with this word. It says Samaria, but I like to pronounce it as Samaria. So all of us, we have a some area in our lives. Watford is some area. Guildford is some area. UCL is some area. Imperial is some area. East London is some area. Amen? We all have that, that we need to go and make disciples. And, and, and I'm going to wrap up my first point, okay? Disciple is this, helping someone. What does disciple mean? We think, oh, master, disciple, master. Does it mean I need to become some Jedi master before I can have a disciple? No, no, no. Disciple means helping someone to progressively... This is, I got it from the Strong's Concordance. I didn't make this up. Helping someone to progressively learn the Word of God, to become matured, growing disciples, to train in the truth of Scripture and the lifestyle required, to progressively help someone learn the Word of God. You see, sometimes we think that missions, I need to seal the deal. 
The moment I talk about Jesus, the, the conversation needs to end with my friend on their knees giving their life to Jesus. No, 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 no. Does it say like that? No. Making disciples is a progressive thing. It's a step-by-step thing. The question is this, are you making progress in talking to people about your faith? Are you making progress in changing your lifestyle so that your faith is lived out? Are you making progress? Amen? Make progress. Make disciples. Amen? So stop saying it's my style. Point number two, I'm scared. I'm scared. You know, pastor, you know, I'm not you. You know, I'm not extrovert. I'm actually introvert. Uh, I, 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 you know, I, I didn't go to Bible school. I didn't as well. I hope that doesn't stumble anyone. You know, uh, 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 you know uh, 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 English is not my first language. It's not mine as well. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. I can't be like Sam. I can't be like, no one's asking you to be like Sam. Nobody's asking you to be like Kat. Nobody's asking you to be like Nadia. Be yourself. And, and, and you know what, what you know, I, I wrote here, okay, and, and, and I felt the Holy Spirit give it to me, and I had to Google it to make sure that it's, it's not, I didn't copy it from somewhere, uh, but it's not. But, but there's a lot of variations of, of this quote. There are a lot of quotes in the world. Nelson Mandela, Roosevelt, uh, President Roosevelt, you know, and, and it all starts with courage is not the absence of fear, but, you know, some say it's but the overcoming of it, but the judgment that something else is more important. And, 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 and I, I actually came up, not, not I came up, I received from the Lord this quote, courage is not the absence of fear, but the presence of God. And I was like, whoa, did, did it, did, is this from you, Lord? Then I googled that, I saw all the different variations, and it felt like all everyone else is trying to find the answer to what is true courage, and it felt like the Lord dropped it. Courage. I wrote here, God helps us to overcome fear, not with a sudden appearance of courage, like a zap, but through the very real presence of Christ. Hey, you don't believe me? Let's look at the Bible. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. Joshua 1, chapter 1, verse 1 to 5, you have Joshua the successor of Moses. Moses had given them this long speech. Hey, don't forget God. Don't forget God. Times will get good and you're going to forget him, but don't forget him. Letting you know. And then he passed away and Joshua was the one that led them into that good land. And, and he's like nervous. He's like, God, oh man, all these people, they gave Moses, of all people, they gave Moses such a hard time. Who am I? Will they really obey me? Who am I? I'm, I'm, I'm so much less anointed. I'm not Moses. And, and God said, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. And God is saying to some of us, God, I'm scared. You know, I, I am not uh, 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 as eloquent as that, not as brilliant as, 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 you know, and begin to name all your Bible heroes. I'm not as brilliant as C.S. Lewis, or, or I'm not as eloquent as, as, as Paul, or, or I'm, I'm not like, you know, uh, uh, Gareth, or I'm, I'm not like Kareem, and I'm, I'm not like, like my home leaders, I, I'm not like, you know, my whatever it is. And, and God is saying that it's not about them. Joshua, I don't want you to be like Moses, because Moses, my servant, is dead. And I'm not bringing him back. I'm not asking you to uh, uh, imitate him. Now therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all these people to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. How many of you want to claim this promise for your workplace? Every place you tread upon, the Lord will give to you. 
So go to work. <laughs> Amen. And I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, the great sea towards going down of the sun, shall be your territory. And God, I believe, is speaking to us as a church. Hey, you know, don't be content with the five and six homes that you have right now. There are more homes that are planted, more suburbs that, that need to hear the good news. Amen. More home leaders will rise up. Amen. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Do you see God's solution? Don't be afraid. You know why? I'm going to be with you. It wasn't because I will make you strong. You know, Joshua didn't enter into some holy of holies. You know, you watch Captain America. You know, skinny little Steve Rogers goes into that chemical thingy and then she comes out. He's super muscle bound. And we think that's what happened. We think that's what happened to, to Joshua. We think that's even what happened to the, 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 the early believers on the day of Pentecost. We thought they all came out like super anointed. No, no, no. The only difference was that God dwelt in them. And Joshua was promised this, that as I was with Moses, I will be with you. Therefore, you don't have anything to be afraid of. So what's the key to courage? The fact that God will be with you. You're not alone. You're not in your company. You're not in your school. You know, a lot of students tell me, LSE is a very scary place to study. Pressure cooker, pressure cooker, stress, stress, stress. You're not alone. You're not alone in LSE. God is with you. You're not alone in Canary Wharf. God is with you. You're not alone in bank, the area called bank. Although some of you work in a bank, but get it. God is with you. Amen? And, and, and in Matthew chapter 14, verse 26 to 29, the same thing. You have this incident where the disciples were freaked out. <coughs> and they saw Jesus walking on water. And they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost! And they cried out for fear. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down off the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. A lot of times we think that, wow, we preach on the faith of Peter, the, the, the trust in Peter. No, no, it's the presence of Jesus. It was the, the walking of water was only possible because he was walking to Jesus. Because Jesus says, come, come. And, and, and when Jesus told the disciples, hey, don't be afraid, he didn't say, zap, don't be afraid. He says, it's, it's me. I'm here. Don't be afraid. What are you guys afraid about? It's me. And with me now with you, there's even more no reason to be afraid. And for a lot of us, we need to remember this, man, that, that really courage. God, I, I do want, because some of us here, the Holy Spirit has been impressing upon you. You know, share something. Offer to pray. Because maybe, you know, you, you've been shining your light and that's good. And maybe for you, you're, you're stuck. You're going like, I, I, no, I'm, I'm living the Christian life. I, I, think, I think my light is beginning to make an impact. But, but I don't know what to do next. I, I, I want to offer some godly wisdom, but, 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 but can I? Will I get fired? And what we need to remember is this. God is saying that I am with you. I'm with you. You're not alone. You're not going to be alone in that conversation. You're not going to be alone in that invitation. You know, say, hey, can, can, can we go out for lunch? 
You know, God will give you wisdom sometimes to be like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I'm a bit scared to pray in the office. So, hey, lunch later. Yeah. And over lunch, over sandwich or something at the park. Hey, actually, I'm a Christian. If you don't mind, can I pray for you? And God is there. When two or three are gathered, He is there. Amen? So this is something that we need to understand. How do you overcome fear? Do you just become brave? Do you just go for more and more altar calls? No, no, no. Understand that God is with you. If you're a believer, if you're born again, God is with you and God is asking you to come. Will you go? That's a simple question. The invitation He gives to Peter still stands. Come. Come with me and set, you know, I want to say set your company on fire, but what I mean is like revival fire. <laughs> I don't want people to be too literal here. <laughs> My pastor asked me to burn it down. No, no, no. Arrest him, officer. You know, come and, 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 and turn the world upside down. Come and bring healing and restoration. I know your office is a pressure cooker, but I didn't put you there to die. Come. Let's repair this place together. Come. Let's, let's bring healing. Come. Let's bring salvation. Come. Amen? Point number three, I'm not skilled. I don't have the training. A lot of us here, this is my short answer to this point, I'm not skilled, is we need to stop making excuses. I talked to so many brilliant people here. Three years ago, you knew nothing. Three years later, you're a biomedical science degree, a master's holder. I meet some people in church who told me how easy it is to learn Korean. And I go like, how did you learn? Did you spend summer there? Did you surround yourself with Korean friends? They say, no, YouTube, pastor. <laughs> and, 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 and we live in such a blessed, you see, God is using the tools of this world to be a blessing. Some of us here, just using Korea as an example, some of you, you can speak. A church member I shall not name told me, you know, oh, geez, very simple. You know, the, the Korean word is broken down in this alphabet and, and it's because, you know, there, there was one king who came out of this system so that all his people could be united. I'll be like, whoa, 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 whoa. And, and I go like, did you, did you graduate from, you know, Seoul University? No, no, no. I graduate from YouTube.com slash Mangchi or something. I don't know. It's like... And, and, and some of you here, you can, you can Google up recipes. You learn how to cook, did you not? And, and, and you were faced, at one time, you were faced with the giant of rising cost of living in London, aka eating out every day be expensive. And, and, and did you go like, uh, such is life. I don't know how to cook. Such is my fate. <laughs> no! You Googled, you downloaded apps, you sign up for, I don't know, Hello Fresh. You know, you, you, you follow people for cheap eats and, 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 and kitchen hacks and, 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 and TikTok recipes. We, we had, you know, Expresso, hello. We have people who, you know, serve in the Expresso team of Expresso who would sometimes come out and say, Hey, Pastor, today's Expresso is brought to you by TikTok. Because we actually, I said, Wow, you know how to make this or we learn from TikTok. So, so we can't say, I'm not skilled. No, 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 don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm not saying that learn to preach from TikTok, you know, because that, that can be a very crazy place. Okay, social media is the wild, wild west. Yeah. All right? But what we need are these, okay? Stop saying I'm not skilled. Let's put in some effort. 
And one of the efforts that we can start putting in is start knowing your Lord Jesus all over again. And what's the best way to know Him? It's a simple truth. You know why we always encourage people, hey, read God's Word, read God's Word. It's because of this. John chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. John 1, 1 to 5 says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of man, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. If you don't comprehend what we just read, it's okay, you're not alone. It took me a good 10 years to finally grasp the first five verses and, and, and the beauty of in the beginning was the Word and the Word was God and the Word was with God. But if there's one take-home point, God is best experienced through His Word. And, and, and some of us here, right? God, in other words, what I'm trying to tell you because we live in a world where, where we have a lot of apps, a lot of programs, a lot of courses, but, but, but God is, is not a visual thing. God is not even an audio thing. God is Word, first and foremost. We need to know Him. And so for some of us here, we, we need to start equipping ourselves. You know, you, you, you equip yourself all the time. For your promotion, you will equip yourself. You know, for networking, you will equip yourself. You'll read up. For an interview, you will equip yourself. Read up everything about this company so that when you can go to the interview, oh, why do you want to join a company? Oh, I love your sustainability uh, ethos. Um, you know, I love that, you know, how you've been, you know, uh, championing the ESG, uh, yeah, ETC. And, and, and what we need to know is this, that God is Word. And so are you filling yourself with the Word of God? See, when you fill yourself with the Word of God, you cannot help but, 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 but talk about Him. What you fill yourself with, you will talk about. Or as you like, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you'll be watching a lot of Oppenheimer. You'll be talking Oppenheimer. You'll be preaching the gospel of Oppenheimer. You'll be preaching the gospel of Barbie. You'll be preaching the gospel of Marvel. You'll be preaching the gospel of, of I don't know, crypto. Whatever it is that you've been filling yourself with. And God is saying, fill yourself with my word. And you never have to worry, I don't know what to say. No, it will come out naturally. When you fill yourself with, with, with you know, Korean stuff, it will come out naturally. You know, you just start understanding stuff, you just come out. And not just that, God is not just word, He's also spirit. John chapter 14, verse 15 to 18 says this. John 14, 15 to 18, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper that He may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, for He dwells with you. You see, He dwells with you. Do you need to be afraid? No, because He is with you and will be in you. And I, Jesus says, will also not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So do you see the beauty? You have the Spirit in you. And then on top of that, Jesus says, when two or three are gathered, two or three spiritual people are gathered, His presence will come to us. And so, we not only have the Word, but we have the Spirit to teach us to understand the Word. And that, and I hope this doesn't stumble people because 
I know some people would prefer to go to a church where the pastor came out from a seminary and has a PhD and stuff like that. I, I, I get this kind of things all the time. I have people sending me text messages going like, Pastor, do you have a PhD? I say no. And they say, would you be interested to get one? Because it feels, to them, it feels like unless you have a PhD, I cannot respect you. But, but what does the Word of God say? He says, God is Word. God is also Spirit. And the Spirit will be your helper. And what I'm trying to convey is this. I'm not saying that training is not important. I'm trying to say, just as the Lord used me, He can use you. Because it's not like I have a special advantage over you. I have the Word just like all of us here have the Word. In fact, I think you have more Word than me. Because recently I was telling somebody I don't have the Bible app. And they go to the apostle, we see your name in it and say, I, I Maybe another David Yao, you, you, you're following the wrong person. Or maybe it's me, I'm not sure. But I, I don't have it in my phone currently. What I'm saying is this, that what we need is God's Word, time with His Word, and the Holy Spirit that has already been promised. And these two is enough to get us improving in our skill set. To present the Gospel, to talk to people, to grow your own faith, and to help other people progressively learn and improve and fashion their lives to reflect Jesus. Amen? And if that's still not enough, God has this, in case of emergency, I got you, bro, promise. Mark chapter 13, verse 11 says this, but when they arrest you, and you go like, Pastor, I, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I know. That's why I say it's an emergency. But when they arrest you, and deliver you up. Do not worry beforehand or premeditate what you will speak. So I'm also not asking you to, to kind of like, okay, 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 okay. And then on the way to work on the tube, you're there going like, okay, I forgot so love the word I gave his own son. You know, they just you're kind of like memorizing a script so that the moment your colleague asks you, hey, how was your weekend? Oh, my weekend was good. I went to church, by the way. Do you know Jesus? And these are three reasons why you need to. No, no, no. Don't premeditate. Don't go in with a script. Go in with a spirit. Amen? Whatever is given you in that hour, speak that. For it is not you who speak, but the Holy Spirit. And so God is saying that you've got the Word. You have my Spirit. And in case you're ever caught in a situation where they're setting you up, and sometimes it feels like that. Oh, if, if I bring up faith, at work, you know, if I become more intentional in sharing the gospel, well, well you, know, you know, some of the people that I work with, you know, they're nice colleagues, but, but man, they, they will tear me apart. And maybe some people, yeah, they will. But the moment they hear you go that, they'll be like, what? Man, okay, I'm going to tear this person apart. Because some people are prideful in that way. But God is saying that, hey, I'll be with you. In the lion's den, I'll be with you. When you're arrested and thrown out, I will be with you. When people throw you curveball questions, trick questions, I will be with you. Say that and walk away. Don't worry about it. Leave the results to Him. Amen? And so, you know, I'm, I'm wrapping my message now, but I want us. Amen? You know, in homes, we'll be learning more about missions and how we can... Live that out. You know, if I get to speak again, I'll probably share on, 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 on a little bit more on this. But I believe that God wants us 
at least this morning, to be a people that will draw a line in the sand and go like, I will not give in to excuses anymore. And if I have been asleep, if I'm, ta- if, if I'm in, you know how you had good food and you enter into a coma, not, not coma, food coma. <laughs> if you ate food and you enter a coma, we will pray for you. But, but food coma, as you like, you know, you, you, you enter into slumber, you become very lethargic. And some of us here, food hasn't done that to you, but wealth and riches has. The, the UK lifestyle has, Western lifestyle has. And you've born into the system, I've made it. Oh, and, and there's, there's a certain tiredness, a spiritual tiredness has crept into your soul. God is saying to you, wake up. And for some of us here, it's time to draw the line in the sand and go like, I'm not going to be scared anymore because God is with me. It might not be my personality, but God is with me. I might not be skilled, but God is with me. And even if I'm not skilled, I'm going to read up. If I can do my research before going on a holiday, a holiday, friends, holiday. Who wants to do homework before holiday? Some of you do. And some of you pride yourself on doing it. I'm a very good planner, you boast. I'm a very good planner. Good on you. That makes you a very good evangelist. If you can research up a culture that you do not know, and suddenly find the best places. You can learn the language. Some of you here. Pastor, you must go to Spain. And, and you know, you, you, you research up. Oh, no, no, no. This, this, this. Some of you love Paris. You can tell me, you know, 20 places to go in Paris. But you're not French. And you don't even speak it. But your research enables you to not only survive, but thrive. So, so why are we... You see, the thing is this. Our flesh doesn't want to do the things of God. Our flesh will gladly do the same work and even more for any other thing except the things of God. And this morning, I pray that the Holy Spirit will help us to check our flesh and go like, I'm not going to be scared. I'm not going to give up, give into the excuses. I'm not skilled. I'm not me. I'm not, I'm not this. I'm not that. And start to say, Lord, help me to fill myself with your word. Help me to fill myself with your spirit. And when these two things are combined, there's a combustion, there's an explosion, there's a revival that happens within me. And I cannot help but begin to share. I cannot help but begin to see. You know, I, 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 I do that all the time. That's why some of you who talk to me, you know, you, you might think I'm boring or, 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 or a five-minute conversation can turn to a 20-minute question. But I'm just saying that, you know, friends, let's fill ourselves up with the right things. Let's fill ourselves up with so much of God that we, they overflows. And missions become something organic. And missions becomes something possible. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your word. We ask, Lord, that Holy Spirit, you take over right now. Lord, uh, even as our whole church family is meditating on missions and what it means to bring the gospel, what it means to bring your message, bring your good news, and be your salt and light in the world that we're living in. God, I pray that this morning, Lord, we have so much more we need to learn and you will teach us. But this morning, help us, Lord, 
to at least die to three issues. Help us to die to our preferences. Help us not just to remember you in name only. We read today, if you love me, keep my commands. If you love me, obey my commands. And so God, you've given us the most important responsibility. Go and tell the good news that there's a God and He loves all. He wants to save all. His house is open to all. Help us to fall in love with the gospel again. And if we've been chasing false gods, Lord, help us to smash some idols today. God, for some of my brothers and sisters here who are afraid, Lord, help them to see that nothing needs to change in their life except one simple reminder that you are with them. You are with them. And because you are with them, even a whisper can change your life. Because you are with them, even an introvert can make an impact. Because you are with them. Lord, help us, Lord, to love you more. Love you more than the holidays we go on. Love you more than the jobs. Love you more than the properties we want. Love you more than every other thing that we've been reading up on. Love you more than the investments. Love you more than, 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 than all these things, the latest gadgets. Lord, forgive us when we are in love more with pop culture. When we watch certain movies again and again and again and yet we don't treat your word with such reverence. Forgive us, Lord. Help us to see that we are skilled enough and by your grace, we can up that skill. So help us, Lord. Lord, give us a new heart today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.